What's up, folks? David Soto Jr. here, and this is the David Soto Jr. Podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome to episode 20 of the David Soto Jr. Podcast. I'm your host, David Soto Jr., and it's about to get hot in here. It is like 78 degrees or some shit in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm locking myself in my van so that I can make this recording. Uh, because I I need to make a podcast. I need to release one at, at least one a week. And I don't sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about and I was tempted uh, this week to just turn the microphone on and and talk about whatever comes to mind. Uh but today's topic is about anxiety and depression and it's based on how I am currently feeling, the kind of day I'm having. And nothing terrible has happened, really. There's no significant event, event, no, nothing, uh, I didn't get any bad news. I just started feeling bad this morning. And I know that, so I got criticized, I didn't get criticized. Somebody was honest and gave me some feedback on, on my first book, um, she bought it and she said that she's sorry but I couldn't finish it because I had been like and this is a lesson I've learned I, I, I've learned before and or it's really set in home but she apologized that she hasn't gotten back but she felt that she had to be honest because she was saying I'll get to it I promise and the thing is she did get to it and she didn't like it and she didn't finish it and that happened a while ago uh, a couple weeks ago she told me that but it just keeps hitting home and I realized that um, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. And it makes me realize that all those people who I got to buy my book and I never heard from again, it, they didn't like my book either. Uh, and yeah, there are people who like my book. And, and see, that's the thing. There are people who um, can't wait for my next book. People who say I'm a great to- storyteller. People who who come to actually see me at an event that happened to me in Tucson, Arizona. Somebody came and actually read my book, loved it, and felt like they had to see me. That's fucking cool. On top of all of this, my stepmom gave me a four-star rating. And I've talked about this before. I think I've even talked about it on my last podcast. It is the toughest. She's probably one of the toughest critiques to get a positive review from. I'm already sweating. Anyways, so that kind of started me feeling like an imposter. Um, and it's just a reminder every day. And so I, I'm trying to break through this. But then, I don't know. This morning, I felt bad. I'm, I also had a, uh, I've had a, a response to the meds I thought I was going to go back on. So the story about the Adderall I went on is I felt relieved. I'm like, yes, finally, I get some meds for ADD. I finally see a professional who's like, yeah, dude, you have ADD. Let's give you some meds. Um, and what happened was I got, I got, coincidentally, but not, I started to have bad BO. Now, this is weird to talk about, but 
it's life. You know, I had this bad, terrible odor, odor and it was, it was horrible. And I couldn't figure it out. It was, it was also accompanied by halitosis. And here I am trying to interact and be more social and want to be around people and, and frankly would like to get into a relationship. And I don't think that's possible when you smell like a... I don't know what the smells like. It's like worse. It's like 10 times, okay, maybe twice as bad as regular BO. It smells terrible. I went to see an acupuncturist because I thought maybe that would help. And the, the first thing, and she fixed my problem right away because she asked me, has anything changed? And I was like, no. She was like, did you take any new meds? I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. And she's like, when did you start? And bing, the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, I started this. I started taking meds and the odor started occurring the next day. And she's like, well, there you are. She goes, I don't have to charge you for that. <laughs> I go, well, I'm here. Let's do some acupuncture. So she did some acupuncture, but that was it. That was the, it pretty much made sense to me. Although there had been other times in my life where I had uh, the same issues, right? The same symptoms. And I didn't know what it was. And I wasn't on Adderall. I wasn't taking any meds. So I, I was I was pretty sure it was it. And then I had this whole thing where I went to try to go to, try to go to Houston, not Houston, um, Texas, Austin, Texas, and broke down, had van trouble. My worst nightmare actually came true, which is kind of cool because I, I made it through. It wasn't as bad as one would think. I got breaking down in the middle of nowhere would suck, and it happened, and it did suck, and I made it through. But I, I recall smelling something awfully awful around that time as well, and I had and I quit the meds then. So that made me realize, like, oh, I'm not, it's not the meds, maybe it's something else. And then I realized that the meds had a positive effect on me, besides the side effect of odor. If it was, in fact, an odor, it did have a positive effect on me, uh, concentration and my, sh my, my, my irritability was slowed to a point where I could adjust it, and I really liked that. Instead of immediately getting, oh, look at this cocksucker, or whatever, I was like, hmm. Oh, well, this dude has his own issues or whatever. And I went back to the doctor. And I said, hey, I want to try again. The first time I said, I said, you know, I was having some bad odor. I quit. It went away. And then I went back to the doctor just recently. And I was like, I think I need to be on it again. I need to give it a try. So he wrote me in a script. It showed up at my buddy's house. I picked it up. Uh, the entire time I was with my buddy... I did not need to take it. I hang around. I don't feel anxiety when I'm around him. That's probably why I spend so much time with him. We hang out. We go fishing. We, we drink beer. We cook dinner. It just... He never... That's why he's my friend. He's like, he never... I don't know either if I... I don't behave a certain way around him or it doesn't phase him or when I do or, or uh, he gets my sense of humor. He thinks things I think are funny and not offensive. I don't know. I I knew I didn't need to take the meds. So the the very next after the weekend, he went to work and I was uh, hanging out at his house. I popped my first Adderall, and within a couple hours, I started to smell. I started to smell. So that was another. And and, and I I took my second pill. Like now this can't be it. Um, that was on a Monday. So the next next day was salsa lesson, and uh. I knew I was going to be sweating, 
the 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 studio that's no air conditioning. They just base it off, you know, the wind doors and windows being open. And so I knew I was gonna be sweating because every time I dance, also I gotta carry two handkerchiefs. Unless it was like winter, so a few months ago, not a big deal. If it was a few months ago or last month, but if it's if it's warm at all, I gotta carry two handkerchiefs and 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 stay in step while I wipe my my head, bald ass head. So I didn't take it. I, I took it on a Monday. Tuesday I woke up. I didn't take it. Went and didn't have the odor. So I could continue this experiment by taking it again. But it's really bad. It, having that horrible taste in your mouth and that horrible just clothes. It's just not worth it. I don't want to deal with it. So I'm not going to take the Adderall. Uh, but that's disappointing, right? Here I am dealing with no other way to say it but mental issues I guess trying to deal with it trying to find a a way to get it fixed and it's just not you know just after all these years here I am thinking that I guess I could try another med I don't know but this morning I guess kind of things just started building up I haven't been working I don't have an income I'm living off my savings that hurts. It hurts every time I swipe my debit card, and I know that money is coming out of my um, my account, and nothing is going back in. I'm not used to that. I've, uh, especially in the past few years, I've been on a tight budget, and that doesn't mean um, I've been on a budget. I didn't necessarily was broke. I've been I budget my money. I I had some coming in, and I and I knew where all of it went, and it was easy every month to look. Every day I could look at my money, what's coming in, what's going out. Um, I had control of that. And so now I don't. I watch my money go out and nothing is coming in. Um, so as that builds every day and I realize that I'm spending money and nothing is coming in, that kind of hits home too. That kind of gets to me. Uh, so before I continue, I want to say that anxiety and depression. Um, you know, I used to tell people. I used to think people should just, you know, uh, suck it up and move on, suck it up and drive on, or 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 get over it. And I still kind of feel that way, but that doesn't make it any easier, right? To move on. Uh, but the thing is, is that anxiety is can worry. You know, I've even wrote an article, when not to worry, never worry, right? You know, there's nothing to worry about. There's a, a, a diagram I put on my blog one time, and I used to I used to post on this blog, and a diagram was when to worry, and it's it, the chart went from uh, can you do something about it, and if it's yes, then don't worry about it, and then the other option is no. If you can't do anything about it, the the result is don't worry about it. Either either way, don't worry about it. Um, but depression is, uh, anxiety is worrying about the future. Uh, and for me, the future mainly involves money. My, 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 and that's, like I said, as I was saying, like I'm concerned about money, um, probably a lot more than I should be. And that's because where is it going to come from in the future? Where am I going to make money in the future? Where nothing else in my future, in my future, am I really concerned about It's just where am I going to get my next paycheck or 
direct deposit or whatever, where whatever. That's my and, and that's me worrying about the future. Depression is worrying about the past. Um. Or even dwelling on the past, right? So this morning I was like, I sent out a tweet like, the thing that sucks about being retired from the military is like, I can't put the uniform on. I can't feel important. I can't lead men. I can't operate equipment. I can't, you know, and it sounds super cheesy uh, when Rambo in First Blood, when John Rambo says he used to, you know, being charged a million dollar equipment and now you can't even get a job uh, washing fucking cars, you know. I'm not that, it's not that bad for me, but to be out of the military, to not have that, first of all, it was, a, it was, there's a lot of responsibility. It makes you feel important. You put on this uniform and you have to be a leader of men and you have to, uh, you're looked up to immediately. Um, and when you have something like that in your life for 20 years, 23 years, and then it's gone, it takes a while. It, it's, it's taken uh, it's taking its toll on me not having that anymore. Uh, the other thing is that it was always something I can fall back on when it came time for needing money. So if I was in a position where I was in between jobs, I was in between careers, uh, businesses, I could always say, hey, uh, can you activate me? Can you send me somewhere? Can we, Can something happen? Um, and the and the Missouri National Guard was good to me about that because for that because there's one time they sent me on temporary duty for three years for three years I was in um, they sent me to Arizona and, and I had I made a shit ton of money based on my rank and everything else and it, time and service and it was nice and then there were other times where like. We need you to go somewhere for two weeks. We need you to go somewhere for a couple months or here or there or, or, you know, even off to war. Time to send you to war. The fact is, the first time I got deployed with the Missouri National Guard, I just that weekend asked to be sent somewhere. I go, can you, can you send me somewhere? Send me to war, please. And they made a big announcement that Sunday that they were deploying. And they read off a list of names. And I was one of them. Just so happens. Um. It's exactly what I wanted. So I don't have that anymore in my life. And that's me thinking about the past. That's me, you know, pining away for what I what I used to have. And it happens, like, with relationships. You know, I'll, I'll think about how good it was or uh, how things used to be or maybe it could have worked out or why isn't it like that. I, why don't I have that now? Why don't I have a relationship now? Why don't I have, you know, some stability um, I also think about the money I used to make. Now, here's the thing. The past is the past, right? So even just six months ago when I was working full time, I had a lot of money. I was making a lot of money. It was nice. It was nice not to worry about money. And and it was just a few months ago. And now I think about that. I think about how, man, I used to have money. It was nice and and. And I could go out with my friends or, you know, go out with my buddy and buy him dinner and not feel like, ooh, you know, go to the grocery store and not be like, ooh, this is, these, these macadamia nuts are expensive, you know. 
I miss not ha- I miss not worrying about money, and that brings me down. And that's me being worried about or concerned about the past, right? Anxiety, depression, worried about the past. So here's the thing about the, you know, anxiety is the future, depression is the past, the concern, the dealing with or the dwelling over um, the past or the, or, or the future. So here's the thing about those two. The past and the future are figments of my imagination. They're figments of your imagination. They do not exist. Um, memories are great and shit, but they're in your head only. They are not in real time. They do not exist. And there's nothing that can be done about it. Um, so you hear living in the now, living in the present, um, all the time for a reason, because that's what's up. That's what needs to be. That's the only reality. The only reality is the present moment. And if we're not living in it, we're wasting our time, right? We're wasting, and then living a moment doesn't be doesn't mean carefree. It doesn't mean cocaine and hookers. Um, so you know you still can plan for the future, uh, but you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be concerned about it. And this is me trying to get myself out of this funk right now. Like I'm not trying to be your, uh, you know your motivational speaker, your, your shrink, your whatever. It's weird how when I need to work stuff out, I turn on this camera and I make this recording. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to work this out. I'm trying to figure out how to live in the moment. And as I was writing a couple of notes, I was like, hmm, what should I put for what, a solution? Like, I don't have a solution. I turn this thing on. It's hot as hell. I'm sweating like a... Dude in the van. I don't know if I can say whore anymore. Sucks. <laughs> it's the title of one of my books. Anyways. Like a lady, a sex worker in a church. Doesn't have the same ring, right? But I don't have a solution. All I know is the answer, the common answer, the one you always hear, the one that makes the most sense, is to live in the present. How do you do that? I don't know. But I'm just going to take action and do stuff. And, and what I did today was I went to the movies. I went and saw A Quiet Place, which is pretty good. You should go see it. Uh, really well thought out. Well planned. I knew that. Kind of knew the solution. You know, there's the bad guy. And what's the problem? What's the How's the you know protagonist going to save the day? I kind of knew. I don't know. I spoil a lot of movies now, I think, because I write. Because I do creative writing a lot. I think I spoil a lot of movies. Anyways, I went to the movie. I ate some popcorn. I walked out of there smiling, feeling pretty good. And then I went and took a nap. And now I'm going to go lift weights. Oh, and I made a podcast. I'm taking action. I'm doing stuff. I'm not pondering about the past. I'm not pondering about the future. I'm just trying to live in the present. This is the best I can do. This is all I got. Um, I don't know of anything else except to take action. So, I don't know. I don't know if this was any help to you at all, but I just, it's hard. 
it's hard and I wish there was a pill that I could take to make me feel better. I wish I was more active. See, here's the thing. I wish I was as active as I used to be. It's funny how the past can be a month ago when you wish, man, I remember when I used to do that. I remember when I used to eat very well and be healthy and I think about that and it wasn't even that long ago. Regardless, it doesn't matter. As long as it's in the past, it's a waste of time to dwell on it. It can be five minutes ago. It can be a year ago. It can be 20 years ago. It's a complete waste of time. Live in the present, folks. Live in the present. That's all I got. I'm hot as hell. I thought about keeping the window down a little bit. Let me see. And you can hear the birds and shit. But it is a little bit cooler. Anyways, folks, that's it for t- for today. I um, don't forget my book Moncada is on pre-sale now. I'm getting better as a writer, and this could possibly be my best book so far. Just makes sense, right? Because as I write every day, and since I've been writing every day. For a couple years now, the books I produce are getting better. Uh, Moncada is my jab or my attempt at historical fiction, which I think is pretty cool. The whole process was was good. Moncada is on as a, is on presale. Check it out. Look me up uh, at David E Soto Jr. on Instagram and Twitter at David E Soto Jr. Jr. for Jr. on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, go to Amazon and look up David Soto Jr. You'll find me on Amazon. Find all my other books. And um, I appreciate if you uh, take a look. Pick one you like. Buy it. Leave a review. Reviews are a big help. And I need a lot more of them. I can't even, there's certain things I can't even do marketing wise until I get 50 reviews. So if you get an opportunity to buy one of my books, um, leave an honest review. And I appreciate it. David Soto Jr. That's it, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much.